Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. There's been increasing interest in Charlotte Hornets forward Jalen McDaniels around the league as a potential trade candidate. Uh, Sources tell me that the Suns have emerged as a team with interest in McDaniels among several others in recent weeks. And McDaniels is a player who makes sense for the Suns as a target in a potential Jay Crowder three-team deal. This is a 6'9 wing, two-way player who's having a career year averaging nearly 11 points, five rebounds, two assists, defends multiple positions, makes over 1-3 a game and he's a favorite of their new coach Steve Clifford a good developmental success story of Mitch Kupchak so there are rival teams monitoring his status ahead of unrestricted free agency this upcoming offseason where he's going to be a sought after free agent coming up here. 5 o'clock hour of the Burns and Gambo show that is the voice of Sham Sharania on Bally Sports who reported that Jalen McDaniels a potential unrestricted free agent from the Charlotte Hornets is on the Suns radar and in times like these, we turn to John Gambadoro, even when he's working from home, and we say, Gambo, what do you know? What do you know? To shoot down another rumor that is just not true. Crank it up, Mitch! The Phoenix Suns are not. Jalen McDaniels. It is just not true. That name has not come up. There were preseason talks between the Charlotte Hornets and the Suns revolving Jay Crowder, but that was before Charlotte had a terrible season and LaMelo Ball got injured, and that was when Gordon Hayward was out. There was just a lot of things, and um, there were talks between Charlotte and Phoenix preseason, but there are no discussions going on with the Suns and Jalen McDaniels. It is simply not true. It is a name that has not come up at all. He is a unrestricted free agent. There are definitely people out there that would benefit from him, you know, having his name out there and being bandied about because he is an unrestricted free agent, 24 years old, not making a lot of money, and uh, they you know try to try to get him as much money as you can, put his name out there, see what can happen. But there is no discussions right now between Charlotte and Phoenix on McDaniel's. A poll question for a future day when it's really really slow. I, I, I would wonder among our audience when they hear "Don't Fear the Reaper" by Blue Oyster Cult, do they think of Gambo shooting down a trade rumor or do they? They think of I got a fever and the only prescription is more cowbell. Mm-hmm. Like like what what comes to mind? I, I think our audience is gonna. I, I, I think th- our audience would lean towards the shooting down the rumor. Maybe, but I mean that is such a universally popular, beloved. Yeah, <laughs> and then Will Ferrell <laughs> with his gut hanging out, banging on the cowbell on that Saturday Night Live skit. I mean, it's um, I, look not today because there's there's too much going on with Cardinals GM search, head coaching search, and the Suns and their struggles and the trade deadline coming up. But one of those one of those. Mid July 
holiday days when it's really, really slow and we're like, you know what? That's a great poll question for a mid-July day. When you hear Blue Oyster Cults, Don't Fear the Reaper, do you think of Will Ferrell and Cowbell or do you think of Gambo shooting down a rumor? You That's- mean when the Diamondbacks are on fire at that point in the you season? You know what? You're right. The Diamondbacks are going to be so good this year. We're not going to have a mid-July day that's mm. going to be slow because the Diamondbacks are going to be contending for the National League West title, right? Yeah, of course. First Arizona team to win a game in 2023. <laughs> no, they're not. I got the D-backs in the no. pool. I got the Coyotes in the pool. They're winning tonight. They're beating we're the Sharks. 0 and t- we're 0-10 for, for 2023 Arizona sports teams. Our professional teams. sports teams. Uh, and, and shout out to ASU basketball. If we can count them, they would, they would count as getting a win in 2023. But our professional teams are winless so far to start 2023. So Gambo shoots it down. We play the Blue Oyster Cult as a symbol of him being the reaper for some news like this. And and you know what? Honestly, it's 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 okay. It, look, you, you know how this goes, all right? Especially on social media. And I don't have anything against social media, but I also understand there can be some negativity out there. Mm-hmm. Suns fans right now, man, they're they're drowning. Okay, they're they're looking for some kind of a a, a life vest, a life preserver, a, a a flotation device to be thrown their way because their team has lost fourteen of their last eighteen games. Their their team is the only starter starting tonight is Mikel Bridges. Everybody else is hurt. Devin Booker still weeks away from returning. Cameron Payne is still weeks away from returning. We have no idea when Cam Johnson's going to be back. Paul and Aiton might be close. It's not even so much I think the fan base was all excited about Jalen McDaniels and what he could bring. Gambo, they want their organization to do something in the midst of this. And so when you go Reaper, and I I know, don't take this personally because it's not anti-you, I I think Suns fans get upset about it, not because you're being Reaper to Jalen McDaniels. They they just want to see the Suns do something right now to stop the bleeding because they're bleeding. Where's the tourniquet? We we need to to shut this off somehow. You know, I don't know. I I don't have anything. The the only thing I can tell you is that I I expect that the Phoenix Suns within the next 24 to 48 hours will sign a player to a 10-day contract. Very likely going to sign a player to a 10-day contract because they just have so many bodies out and down that it would make all the sense in the world. I would think, you know, obviously can't do anything by tonight, but I would think tomorrow... Well, Thursday at the latest, they'll look at the players that are available and, and see if there's somebody that can come in there and, you know, be an end of the bench guy for them because they just need. But I, now they're going to get a lot of guys back soon. Um, but in the meantime, they definitely need a body that could go out there and give them some minutes in, in, in games that are blowouts. You know, if you could, if you're getting, if you're winning big or losing big and you have somebody who can go out there and play a little bit. So I do expect that, but I can't tell you anything more than that. Now, McDaniels, he's okay. He's not a zero. He's, a, he's the seventh or eighth man right now on Charlotte because player. of all the injuries. He's, he's a good player. I'm not trying to demean he's, he's okay. him or diminish he's him. He's a player. Okay. Yeah. He's, he's okay. It's not a difference maker for the Suns. He wouldn't break the Suns' top six player rotation. No. No, I, I, and I, I'm only bringing that up because I'm saying, in my opinion, he's he's not a player worth getting upset about. Like, oh, my God, the Suns aren't getting Jalen McDaniels. That's not the end of the world they're not getting Jalen McDaniels. Uh, it's not the end of the world that this, this Shams report from, and that was Shams on Bally Sports. It's not the end of the world that that's not true. True, it, it just it just feels like for two weeks now, maybe even more. We've been waiting for the Suns to do 
something. It makes some kind of move with somebody. Jay Crowder, a 10-day contract. You know, they're, they're, they're losing guys faster than they're adding guys. And, and the depth, the depth that they've added this offseason in an offseason's past, it's getting exposed. Ish Wainwright, that many minutes, no bueno. Dwayne Washington Jr., that many minutes, right. no bueno, right? I, I mean, those, no, those just guys, look at are, the guys are never supposed to get that many minutes for the Suns. They never were. And now that they are, you're seeing the problems with it. No, look at the guys that are playing big, you know, minutes in the fourth quarter. Look at the rotation. Look at the guys and how they played. It's you're bringing a knife to a gunfight at certain times. I mean, what was that run the other day? Eighteen to two against Cleveland. I think they hung around, right? I mean, the Suns hung around. They battled and battled and battled, and then Cleveland went on this crazy run where NATO hit a three and Garland hit a three, and it was like a bunch of wide open threes that were hit, and they just went on one of those runs and put the Suns away. You know, the Suns. You know, the the Suns no you know with 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 no book and no Paul and no campaign and no Cam Johnson. I mean, you know, and no Jay Crowder. Like they they're really up against it right now. It's it's you really can't look at this team and say though that you expect them to win a basketball game right now. So their 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 success will ultimately depend on the guys they get back, not on the guys that they bring in. It's not everybody's waiting for this player to come in and oh if this guy if we can get this guy. What they need more than anything else is Devin Booker, Chris Paul, DeAndre Ayton, campaign to play well. Their success will be because of those guys. It's not going to be because of the guy they traded to get Jay Crowder to to get. Okay, it's not going to be that guy. They're not going to bring in the guy and oh, that's the difference between the Suns, you know, going to the Western Conference Finals, being out in the first round. No, the difference between the Suns getting out of the first round and getting to the Western Conference Finals is the level of play that Devin Booker, Chris Paul, DeAndre Ayton, Cam Payne, Cam Johnson, Mikael Bridges can play it, and that's it. I mean, that's the, people don't want to people don't want to talk about, but that's the reality. I don't disagree. They're reliant on those guys taking them deep into the playoffs, not on what they're going to get for a Jay Crowder trade. I don't disagree with that at all. One other note from the Suns. I want to pass this along, and I heard Eric had this in his Sports Center update at the top of the hour. Suns president and CEO Jason Rowley recently, towards the end of December, told a group of team employees that a recent ESPN story placing him at the center of allegations of workplace misconduct misrepresented him. Him and that he would not be resigning. And I clicked on the link to the story, and it's basically that the story, I think he had the meeting somewhere December 19th-ish, if I recall correctly, and Rally at that time told team employees that understanding a new owner is coming in and might be a few weeks away from coming in, that as of right now, the allegations of workplace misconduct against him, A, misrepresented him, and B, that he would not be resigning because of those stories. So just wanted to get that out there. Is Baxter Holmes, who's been reporting all things Suns when it comes to this over the last calendar year or so, put that out there on Twitter, and I wanted to pass it along. You can text us your thoughts. The FanDuel text line is open right now at 620-620. When we come back, if all goes according to plan, it's essentially between two guys. Who will the Cardinals draft at number three overall? That's next. Burns and Gambo. Burns and Gambo. Afternoons 2 till 6 on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. There's a world where Will Anderson is really, really good and Jalen Carter is really, really good. And if one of them is better than the other, they're only marginally better than the other, just a little bit. 
but chances are one of them will be the clear-cut better player over the other. And if the Cardinals indeed, sitting at number three in the draft, are forced to choose between edge rusher Will Anderson Jr. out of Alabama or defensive tackle Jalen Carter out of Georgia, you better get it right. Yeah. You better get it right. That's what I'm telling to the new GM. I'm hiring you because you have to get this decision right. (laughs) They may both be terrific players. You need to get the best one. Yeah. You need to, and they play different positions and they affect the games in different ways. And, you know, do you go edge rusher? Do you go interior lineman? I mean, I, I probably would go with the bulk and go with Carter, but it is hard to pass up on a guy who's got 207 pressures at Alabama in three years. I know. know. You know, it's funny. Normally, normally I'd probably be more inclined to go with the edge rusher just because dynamic edge rushers are just, they're so hard to find, right? And when you do, you hold on to them. They're they're, they're like gold in this league, right? They get paid so much money and the Cardinals have, have, I mean, really ever since passing on Terrell Suggs, the Cardinals have struggled organizationally unless there's somebody I'm missing, unless there's somebody I'm not thinking of, to have that young edge rusher in their prime that they pay the big contract to, right? The I last mean, time they had, I mean, obviously, Simeon, Simeon Rice. Rice. Yeah, I mean, you have to go back to Simeon Rice to find the last time they had one, and, and even he flew the coop when he got a chance to. So, I mean, I think normally, but then I think about like a J.J. Watt in his prime or an Aaron Donald in his prime. And as much as I love the edge rusher, man, if Jalen Carter really is going to be a J.J. Watt type or an Aaron Donald type, you, you could argue that they're even more valuable because they stop the run, they rush the passer. Uh, Jaylen, they occupy double teams. They occupy so much space and attention that it frees up other guys to make plays. This might be the one time where I'd be more inclined to say Jalen Carter to tackle than I would the edge in Will Anderson. But the, right. you know, we've got four months to figure this out. Whoever the new GM is has four months to figure out which one he'd rather have. Yeah, you Two degree, two two programs with incredible pedigree. Yep, you know in Georgia and Alabama, two players who affect the game in, in a lot of different ways. But I would probably lean Carter right now. But again, that's you know when you're hiring a GM, and if you you know you know that GM may very well want to trade that pick and get a whole bunch of other picks because that's how you rebuild a roster. Uh, but it is hard. It is hard to. And we know this from the year the Suns passed on Terrell Suggs and ended up with Calvin Bays and Brian Johnson. That oh, it was a mistake. You should have just kept Terrell Suggs, who ended up being a you know a superstar player. He ended up getting Suggs many many years later when he was past his prime. But I think that for the new GM, it's it's going to be hard to not trade that pick because you are looking at the roster and saying, I want to re. What's the best way to rebuild the the roster in your own image? Bring in all your own players. Yeah. Yeah, bring in your players. That's the best way to do it. And how do you? The more draft picks, the better. That's funny you say that, and that's exactly where my mind was starting to go. Right as you were saying it, there, there's two hard decisions the new GM is going to face. Decision number one is whether you're going to hang on to the pick or not. I mean that that's that's hard decision numero uno is do I trade this or do I hold on to it. Hard decision number two is if I hold on to it, which one do I take? Now maybe, uh, and it, it you could see it happening. I don't know if it's likely, but you can see it. happening happening where that choice is made for the Cardinals, right? I, I mean, there's a chance, I suppose, that one of those two defensive guys goes one or two, and the Cardinals just take whichever one's left at three. But that would mean two defensive players go in the first three picks of the draft, and, and I'm just telling you, I don't, I don't see 
that's just that just goes against everything we've learned about the NFL draft. Quarterbacks are overvalued. Teams move up to get quarterbacks. Teams reach to take quarterbacks early in the draft. Uh, you you painted the scenario earlier, and I, I think you're right. I think the, the best case scenario is if the Cardinals do both: is if they move down one spot with the Colts. The Colts move up one spot to take a quarterback, and the Cardinals still get one of those two defensive studs at four. That is the picture-perfect yeah. drawing of how this should go in in April when they draft. And if you could do that and get a bunch of other picks, then I don't care if you get Carter or or, or uh, Anderson. I'm not, I don't care. Like, I don't care which one you get. Yeah. Even like, the, I'll take either one if I get the extra pick. Even if the other one's better, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. The other one wasn't available to me. I got, I still got a good one, and I still got extra picks to do it. Right. Like I was looking at a, I was looking at a CBS Sports video earlier today, uh, just doing some some homework on Jalen Carter. There was a play against LSU and Jaden Daniels where he basically picked him up with one hand, and then he threw up his finger as like a number one sign. Well, he was holding Jaden Daniels with one hand up in the air. <laughs> no, I'm serious. You want me to send it to you? Please do. I'll send it to you. Like, I, mean, I said like the Hulk. Remember when I said the Hulk? Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I said the Hulk to you because it was like, that's because that, that's how he just he's just so strong. And I'm going to send it to you right now. It's going to be in your... Twitter box in about five seconds. Um, he basically picks him up with one hand, and he's holding him like he's a rag doll. Jaden Daniels, who's not that heavy, I get it, but he still picked him up. Holds, he's holding him with one hand, and he's putting up his number one sign like I'm number one. I'm looking at this guy like, oh my god, oh my, god. like I would, I would take Carter because of this and that strength in the middle. I would take Carter over Anderson, but I get the Anderson thing. Two hundred. <laughs> are you watching it? I'm watching it. Right he's a now. free. You need to tweet that out. Tweet that out from uh, at Gambo nine eight seven. Just get, have the Burns and Gamble page tweet right, it out. Right. Send it, give it to Eric. I'll have him tweet it out. All right, Mitch, Eric, here. I'll, I'll... He's holding him up in the air with one hand. <laughs> he's got, he's got one hand raised. He's got him up in the air with one hand. Got him wrapped around the waist, and he's just holding up his hand. He's just like, holding him like a rag doll. One. He's putting him number one. Like I'm number one. He doesn't even do two hands to hold the guy up. I mean, who, who could do that? Like, who does that? That's impressive. That's very impressive. It's it's such a great spot to be in. And and there's the I mean, look, there's I'll be honest, there's a way that the, the Cardinals could screw this up. I, I mean, the, the, they could they could value the extra picks. They could trade out of the spot entirely, not get either one of those guys and pass on a generational defensive player. And and normally they're going to have to be really careful. Normally, I'm a big, huge fan of trading out and getting multiple picks. You give yourself multiple opportunities to get multiple impact players. But this is one of those scenarios when you've got these two can't miss equally as praised, can't miss players that are sitting there. The Cardinals are just going to have to be very, very careful because they could really screw this up if they if they miss if they decide not to get either one of those guys they could screw it up by taking the wrong guy if they have a choice they could screw it up by trading the pick completely and not even giving themselves the opportunity to take one of those i i hope they don't screw this up because so much depends on this answer and how they address this problem and deal with this, right? Right. right. I, I'm, I'm just fascinated by every. You know, you get asked these GMs all these, these GM all these questions and philosophy. How do you build a team? You know, and you know, and part of it's going to be you know defense. How you build a defensive team, an offensive team. You know, you're going to ask this this GM all of these things, and you're going to hire a guy based on the answers he gives you. That's what you're going to hire him based on the answers he gives you, and. Um, 
then you're going to have this draft coming up in April, and it's such an important draft. I mean, you talk about just an important offseason, right? This is probably one of the most important offseasons. They got to get the GM right. They got to get the coach right. They got to get the draft right. They got to get the trade of the Andre Hopkins right. They got to get free agents. Like, there's so many things that, like, if they do this right, they could set themselves up for a number of years of success. Listen, the years with Denny Green, when they drafted, you know, you know, after Fitz, but when they drafted Dansby and Dockett and and Antrell Roll and you know, all the players in that, that set the Cardinals up for a number of years of being a really good team. They made the Super Bowl one year. They didn't make it more than one year, but it set them up for being a very competitive team for a number of years. When you could put the, forget about free agency. When you could put three good drafts together, you're going to have a really good team for a number of years. Yeah. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo show, there is a report the Cardinals could be looking to trade one of their star players this offseason. What are the better destinations for him and what are the possible destinations? Gambo's got a couple he'll throw in there as well. Next on the Burns and Gambo show. Burns and Gambo. Afternoons on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Chris, there's another element to all of this when we're talking about the Cardinals and their offseason plan, and that's DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, as we're, we're you know, new GM, new coach, they're on their way. We don't know who they are, but they're on their way. Third pick in the draft. Do they trade it? Do they stay put? Do they get one of those two defensive studs, either out of Bama or Georgia, or do they move down and get a bunch of picks? Part of the equation is no doubt what the what the Cardinals are going to try to do with DeAndre Hopkins. And, and as Gambo, you pointed out earlier too, DeAndre Hopkins is going to have a say in this as well. If he asks for a trade, if he wants out, it's not necessarily a given that the Cardinals have to accommodate him, but I, I, I think some people are even expecting him to ask out, which might yeah. make it easier for the Cardinals to justify getting him out if that's what he wants. Yeah, I've been told several times over the, you know, for over the course of the last like five to six weeks that it's very possible that he's going to ask out, that he's not happy, that he's going to want to go somewhere else. I've even heard today from people very close to the situation that, you know, that the, the preferences for him would be the Jaguars and the Charges. The Jags, because he could be, you know, with Lawrence and Peterson, could be his best shot at a, you know, a title to go to one of those teams. Uh, you know, the problem is that each guy has, you know, you know, a highly paid wide receiver. The Jags have Kirk, and then you got Mike Williams with the Chargers. Maybe they can get off of Keenan Allen. It's just a preference I've heard from people close to Hopkins that that's two teams that he would like to go to. But we've got to see how it plays out. I fully expect that the Cardinals will explore the options to move on from him. The con- Contract, the the dead money, the the potential to get something for him now, um, you know, paying him and Hollywood Brown probably doesn't work. So it does make a lot of sense that 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 option will be explored. Yeah, Jordan Schultz is kind of put pen to paper uh, metaphorically on Twitter today and tweeted out. According to sources, the Arizona Cardinals plan to try and trade all pro wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins this offseason. D Hop has two years and thirty four million dollars left on his contract and is likely to seek a new deal here's the most interesting line of the tweet owner michael bidwell plans to express this to gm candidates now that's interesting for a couple of reasons because would he 
hire a general manager who says, I think that's a bad idea. I think you should keep him. Uh, would he would he choose not to hire that guy? Do Does every guy who interviews for the job have to say that to try to get the job? I mean, that that creates now sort of a tell me what I want to hear kind of situation, right? Like Michael Bidwell, it's now out there. that, that And I don't know if this is true or not, but let's say for a second that it is. If Michael Bidwell plans to express this to GM candidates and you're a GM candidate, if you want the job badly enough, you're going to tell Michael what he wants to hear or do yeah. you tell Michael what you feel and hey look I'd keep the guy that's just me makes an interesting kind of dynamic now that gets put in play with these interviews I think you have to like if if, if you're reading that you know that that his preference is to try to get off of Hopkins you've got to you got to say, listen, he's a very talented player, but I understand if we're gonna, you know, if we're gonna start over and, and rebuild a little bit, that 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 draft capital could come in handy for us and free up more ca- you know, salary cap space. And yeah, I mean, I think you play to that. You you tell you tell the owner, you you know that in advance. It's almost like having the answers to a test, isn't it? To a certain extent, you but, get the but, answers to the test. He wants to tra- if he wants to trade down to Hopkins, you go in and you say, yeah, I think you should trade down. Well, but, uh, but he's going to like that. The test also might be in your resolve for keeping him. You know that the test might be no, Mike. I I, I really. Think think we should keep him and if Michael is really going into this open-minded and again I'm not saying that he's not I'm just kind of basing this this thread off of this report that we've got if Michael really is being as open-minded about this as he says he is okay GM candidate tell me why tell me why you keep him convince me you know, show me your vision. Give me your idea here. Tell me what you're going to do. And and that might be the test is to say, hey, look, all due respect, I'd keep the guy. And here's the reason why. Maybe that's what Michael would also want to hear as well. The argument for the counter that would convince him otherwise. I don't know. I don't know. But it does. To now your you p- got me confused. So does he want? Does he want? Does he want? No. He, does he want? What does he want? He, he, he probably. Look, if this report is out there, if it's true that he probably does want to move on from DeAndre Hopkins. But if Michael's word yesterday was, look, I'm not the meddlesome owner type. I'm going to stand back and, you know, I want to know why you're doing things. I want to know how you're doing things. But the, the personnel decisions are up to you. If that's true, it shouldn't be up to Michael whether they trade DeAndre Hopkins. It should be up to the new GM, right? And so the, GM a new- should want it, the new GM should want to trade him. The new, the new GM should look at an, at a roster and look at you know what what I can get value for this guy now or I can wait and get no value for him. Oh, I agree. I, mean, I agree with that. I, I'm just saying if Michael only limits himself to people who hear what he wants to hear, is he not being yeah. as open minded as he should yeah. to everybody he should consider for the job? Yeah, maybe That's somebody all I'm comes saying. in. And can, maybe somebody can, can comes in and can listen. Here's the here's the selling point to trading him. You're not going to have your starting quarterback next year. You're not going to have your starting quarterback for probably the first four to six weeks of the season. So if that's the case, you know, I mean, it makes it a lot easier to, to trade DeAndre Hopkins because it's, you know, it's going to be a lot harder to compete and be a good team with um, with not without having your starting quarterback and having to go with a backup or somebody that you sign if it's going to be a long process there. Yeah, so look, that makes it a lot easier to, to sell trading DeAndre Hopkins to somebody. And, and I'm just playing devil's advocate here. I, I, I was just suggesting that maybe a general manager, if they really are convicted on keeping him, should make the case for keeping him because that supposedly is the general manager's job to make that decision. Here, here's, okay, what's, what's the argument to keep him? Give me a quick argument to keep him. The argument to keep him would be if I cut him 
or trade him. It's a $22 million cap hit for a player that's on my roster, and that's a poor allocation of resources. My argument to keep him is I don't want to repay Hollywood Brown to be here because I'm not the one that gave up a first-round pick for him, and I think DeAndre Hopkins is a better wide receiver, and I want to keep him because I've got medical reports suggest that Kyler Murray's only going to be out two to three games, and I, I feel like we've got a chance to actually compete with those two guys on the field next year. That's my argument for keeping him, potentially. Again, I don't want to keep him. I want to trade him. I'm just thinking out loud here, like devil's advocate, what would be the argument for keeping him? I think one of the big arguments is $22 million in dead cap money if you move off from him. That's a big hit for a player that's not on your roster, right? Now, yeah. if, you're, if next year's kind of a wash anyway, and you're not really planning on being competitive, then you probably don't mind taking that $22 million hit next year and just being done with that, kind of resetting your cap and, and starting fresh. But if the, that's a big number for a player that's not on your roster. Even if you spread it out over two years, that's still a big number for a guy that's not on your roster. And as you've said many times, the new GM is not beholden to keeping Hollywood Brown at all. Not one bit. Maybe the new GM comes in and wants to flip Hollywood Brown and not DeAndre Hopkins. I don't know. Again, I'm just throwing a bunch of ideas out there yeah. to see what sticks. You know, there's, a, there's another way to look at it, and that could be if I'm if I'm talking to Michael Bidwell. Look, I don't want guys that don't want to be here. So before I can give you an answer on what I on what I would do with DeAndre Hopkins, I want to sit down with DeAndre Hopkins. And I want to see if he's 100 percent committed to doing what's necessary to help us win football games. It's a great point because if because if James Jones is running the Arizona Cardinals, James Jones doesn't want DeAndre Hopkins on his roster if DeAndre Hopkins is asking out, right? I, I mean that's that has been the James Jones philosophy with the Suns for years. Hey, you don't want to be here? Fine, we'll we'll move on. You won't be here, Jay Crowder. You don't want to be here? Fine, and we're not going to trade you where you want to go necessarily, but you can sit at home and not play for us. That's cool. That's fine. You're right. Maybe a new GM says, look, if DeAndre asks for a trade and doesn't want to be here, let's move off of him. Let's get rid of him. Right. Let's, and let's- I would want to say that. I want to, I want to, before I give you, listen, there's a lot of good football players on this team. Even Michael Bidwell said there's a lot of talent here. But I want to find out if that talent's committed. I'm going to lay down a foundation, and I'm, we're going to change a culture here. And I want to know if guys are going to buy in right away. And the guys that want to be here, I want those guys. And the guys that don't want to be here, I don't want them. Yeah. So if DeAndre Hopkins is wishy-washy, if he's not 100% committed, then I, then yes, then we trade him. But if he is gung-ho and he believes in everything we're going to do and he likes the, the, the plan that I laid out in front, then by all means, we try to keep him. So I think that could be another scenario if I'm, if I'm speaking with Michael Bidwell and I, that I tell him, like, look, before I give you an answer, I need to talk to the player to see where his heart is. Yeah, and I look, all of this, we're kind of talking in circles and we're talking hypothetical. I think at the end of the day, you and I both agree. He's going to want out. You've heard he's going to likely want out. He's going to want out. There are going to be teams that are going to be interested in him as long as they're willing to restructure his contract. He's got a no-trade clause so he can control that angle of this. Hey, I'm not going to come, I'm not going to approve a trade to your team unless you're going to rip up my contract and give me another $40 million in guarantees or whatever it's going to be. I, I, I think that is the far more likely scenario than somehow the Cardinals decide to keep him. I, I think he's gone. I think they're going to get a second round pick, maybe more for him when it's all said and done. And I think he'll be on somebody else's roster. And I think 
That is what needs to happen because Kyler's going to miss a chunk of next season. I don't expect this team to bounce back uh, next year and be great right away. And it's a good year to kind of hit the reset button and eat that money on the cap. So I think he's gone. I know you think he's gone. We're just kind of talking out loud and mm-hmm. making all sorts of suggestions here. Right. Right. Am I missing? I mean, you think he's gone no, too. No, but right? if I'm Hopkins, I, sh- I would want to hear what the new coach and GM say. I mean, I would want to hear that. Like before I, you know. No, that's fair. Before I agree to, before, unless your heart's set on, go- unless you're completely. You know, in your heart, you believe that there's no chance they're going to be competitive next year. But I would at least want to hear these guys out before I make that decision. I mean, everybody's just talking about Hopkins is gone. He's gone. He's gone. I'm going to trade him. But let, let me let me see who the coaches and the GM is and see what they have to say. And then and then see where Hopkins heart is. The countdown to Super Bowl 57 has begun. And Bud Light, FanDuel and Arizona Sports want you to be there in person. Text the word super to 620-620. Register and listen for your name starting February 6th. And you can score a pair of tickets to the Super Bowl, plus you'll win tickets to the following events. FanDuel Party, the the Bud Light Music Fest, and the Super Bowl Experience. So again, text the word SUPER to 620-620. It's all access presented by Bud Light and FanDuel. SUPER Wildcard Weekend is on the horizon. Are the matchups really that SUPER? That's coming up. Burns and Gambo. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Burns and Gambo, what's on tonight? Does the streak end tonight? The streak is every professional sports team in the Valley has yet to win a game so far in 2023. We're over. We're over 10 so far to start the year. Mm-hmm. Suns are 0 4, the Cardinals are 0 2, and the Coyotes are 0 4. We have two chances to break the street tonight, Gambo, and that's what's on tonight. 7 o'clock, you've got the Sharks. They are at Mullet Arena tonight, taking on the Coyotes. 7 o'clock faceoff, you'll hear that one on ESPN 620, 98.7 HD2, or the Arizona Sports app. Then at 8 o'clock, you've got the Suns taking on the Warriors. You'll hear that game here on 98.7 and the Arizona Sports app. Who, if anybody, breaks the streak tonight, Gambo? I don't know. Mega Millions is a billion dollars, Burns. I have to get my tickets for oh, my group today. So, Dang, is any? that tonight? That's tonight. When's the cutoff? When's when's the deadline? When's the... I have no idea. What's the number right now? Are you asking One me? billion dollars. It's a billion dollars. Are you asking me or are you asking Chelsea? No, I was just looking at that. I was looking it oh, up. Okay. It's a billion dollars. So I've got, you know, I got my group of friends... Yeah, that uh, that all send twenty dollars to. I don't have Venmo, but my wife does. So they all send twenty bucks to her, and then I go get the tickets. And I always have to have some comment. Twenty dollars for basketball lessons. Twenty dollars for athleticism. Twenty dollars for uh, for the prom. You know, there's always a there's always a stupid comment. Yeah, yeah, you're. Your, your friends back there in New York, they're good for a stupid comment or two yeah. when it comes to Venmoing your wife money. $20 and the, and the for transportation that, to Dance Party USA. I've right, always got some kind of slack. I always got a slack here. You guys can't just send $20? You can't just send $20 everybody's, without having a comment? They yeah. think it's like, a, that's why they put the 20 It's not that, that they want to, they think they have any chance of winning. They just want to be able to have a, you know send some comment to my wife about me. Everybody's a jokey jokester. They all are. Everybody yep. is. If I've got time, I'll stop off at a place and get a ticket, but I don't if, I, if the cutoff is at six, then I'm I'm host. I won't make it. So we'll give it a shot. Um, that's also on tonight. Maybe one of us wins. And is, is the offer still good? If you win it, you're still giving me a million. Is that the deal? Yeah, of okay. course. I win a billion, and I got to split it. Like what do I split it? Like seven ways or. <laughs> 
Yeah, we already got to split it. Whatever okay. I got, I can give you a million bucks. I, I, your generosity is is really, it knows no really bounds. appreciated. It knows no bounds. My money's on the Coyotes tonight. I, I think they will end the streak of offers so far to start the year 2023 among our professional sports teams. And I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish we could include ASU men's basketball in that. We can't because we're just talking about professional sports. Though I will tell you, uh, I got a, a couple of things. Um, I got a message from our mutual friend, Doug Tamaro over at ASU today. He's the sports information director over there uh, with a reminder that registration for the um, Pats run, it starts today. And today's the first day where you can get in for just $42 today and today only. So if you want to register at the very lowest price that you can get in for Pat's Run, today is the day to do it. The prices will increase tomorrow. So since Doug's a good friend of ours, I want to make sure I get that out there because Pat's Run obviously is a tremendous event. 19th annual Pat's Run. It just gets bigger and bigger and bigger, right? Every single year it's out there. Something else I want to pass along. We haven't had a chance to talk about this yet. I want to bring this up. Maybe we'll talk more about this tomorrow. Uh, you saw about this Trevor Story injury, right? Did you read about yes. this on ESPN? May not be, you may not be ready, right? Yeah, he's got he's got an elbow injury, and he's expected to miss most of the season. He had surgery on his throwing elbow. He's expected to miss most, if not all, of the season, uh, delaying Boston's plan to shift him across the infield to replace Xander Bogarts. Very interesting suggestion on the old Twitter machine. Nick Ahmed? Yep. Peter Gammons. One suggestion for the Red Sox, Nick Ahmed. Yeah, check his shoulder, but he's tough, totally professional, and he's a sidekick, uh, a UConn sidekick of Red Sox hitting coach Peter Fatsay. I think that's how you say his name. John Morosi retweeted it. It's a great suggestion here by Peter Gammons. Nick Ahmed is a smooth-fielding Massachusetts native who goes back more than a decade with Peter. So, I, I, look, is there any traction there? I don't know. I have no idea. But an interesting idea floating around out there about what the Red Sox could potentially do to solve their shortstop problem. He is owed $10.25 million by the Diamondbacks this year in the last year of his deal. Yeah, they would love to get off of that. Absolutely love to get off of that. There's no future for Nick Ahmed with the Arizona Diamondbacks. They obviously made a big offer to Dansby Swanson, and they've got Jordan Lawler. They don't have it, you know. They don't have the spot filled right now. He would be their best option for this year if he comes back and he's healthy. He would still be their best option, you know, better than you know Perdomo and the the guys that they have. So he could be a stopgap guy. But if you were able to get something for him, I mean, I, I would. I, I could continue to go with Perdomo or somebody else and um, you know not have Nick for the season because I, I think if I could get something for him I would rather trade him and get a piece because he's definitely not going to be here beyond this coming season no he's not 33 he's going into his age 33 uh, season he's 32 right now uh, and again that's a 10.25 base salary I'm not saying it's going to happen just saying that that some some among those in the Red Sox gonna, who cover the Red Sox are suggesting that maybe that would be something they could pursue with Trevor Story whose season it sounds like is mostly basically done. We'll have all week to preview the wild card weekend coming up this weekend. We don't know if Lamar Jackson's going to play. We don't know if Tua's going to play. Those are two injuries really worth keeping an eye on this weekend because those guys playing makes their playoff games infinitely better than they are right now if they don't play for sure. 
Yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to some of those. I, that Chargers Jaguars game, I'm really looking forward to watching that one. And I can't believe I'm going to root for the Cowboys over the Bucks, but I am going to do that. Hmm. Just because I want you to buy me lunch. Well, there's that too. That's going to do it for us right here. We'll see you tomorrow, 2 o'clock, here on the Burns and Gambo Show. Have a great night, everyone. You still here? It's over. Go home. Go.